0: Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests tonight's nice adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities Minnesota Metro Music Scene. Check me on at Mark Starry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, Music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Get an extra buck or two? Do not mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out of the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc happy thought of the day is by buddy rich but i don't think any arranger should ever write a drum part for a drummer because if a drummer can't create his own interpretation of the chart and he plays everything that's written he becomes mechanical he has no freedom thanks for tuning in and welcome to the mark starry music podcast enjoy Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 152. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful fall day here at my folks' place in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. First day of football, cool weather, grilling, hiking in the woods with Copper the Wonder Golden. Best day ever, maybe? Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Keep your chin up, TK. Thursday, played a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Congrats on the new promotion, Manager Jeff. Friday, played a solo show at Ingredients in Whiteberry Lake, Minnesota. Played the show straight through and may have had the best shrimp Diablo of my life. Saturday, played a duo show at Eagle Lounge in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Shout out to guest singers Terry, owner Jimmy Lindberg, and pro wrestling Pete... Wednesday, September 12th, 2018, i am playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, September 13th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at the B-Dale Club in beautiful Roseville, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday, I'm doing a wedding show. Saturday, September 15th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. It's part three of three with the legendary Minnesota drummer Noah Levy. We discuss the Bodines, Brian Setzer, etc. Enjoy the conversation. All right, welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast, part three, Mr. Noah Levy, Minnesota Drum Extraordinaire. How are you doing today, Noah? Good. How are you? Very, very good. Uh Noah and I are both recent homeowners, and I have water going in my basement right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, trying not to think about yeah. it, at the water rushing into your basement.
0: <laughs> no, the, fir- the first time I ever got, I've only got to meet you once or twice. The first time I met you, was I was playing with Dan Neal at the state fair yep. at some goofy stage and you showed up. I remember that. And I was like, Oh it's Noah Levy. I was that would just have felt like that same thing I was talking about playing for my hometown. I was nervous and I guess I know the
1: feeling when when I have musicians show up at gigs, you kinda of freeze for a minute. Oh I know I the hate feeling. That.
0: I know that I feeling. hate that. Um so, you just a quick thing, you played a Daniel's Christmas record, didn't mm-hmm. you? The Rock Fancy Dog Rocking Christmas. I
1: did. That's a great record, actually.
0: Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, Man, that was a long time ago now. It was Trent Norton from the Honey Dogs yeah. and I. And Dan Neal's just a great storyteller, great guy, uh, and a hell of a player. And yeah, th- those, those sessions were fun. I think we were staying down there and eating well and playing music and just kind of rock and roll summer camp for a for a Christmas record. <laughs>
0: It's still one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time. It's a great that's, one. Yeah, Fancy Dog Rockin' Christmas, and there's that drunk Santa laying on the ground. Yeah, the artwork and stuff. <laughs> I
1: think that was Brent, the engineer.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny stuff. So this this episode, I want to concentrate on a couple couple projects that I've, I'm super interested in. One of my favorite bands uh, of all time, being a Wisconsin boy like myself, would be the
1: Bodines. Mm-hmm.
0: I know you worked with them it was from was it 2005 to 2012?
1: Mm, let's see. Um I, I can gauge it by when my daughter was born. So 2006 2006 to about 2012 2013. I was their longest serving drummer actually. Wow. Yeah.
0: So how would you get that gig?
1: Um
0: Kurt was Kurt Newman, right? The main. uh, main Yes, one of the singers.
1: There are two singers, Kurt and Sammy, and Kurt was doing a solo record, and he hired some local musicians in Minneapolis, and I played on his solo record. And one day, I was out with Five for Fighting. And I ran into them in Boston at a hotel, and he's like, "Noah, we're looking for a drummer. I'm going to call you." So he called me a couple of days later, and um, it worked out well. I, I did that for a while. Did you enjoy working with those guys? Yeah, it was great. It was um, it was a pretty physically demanding show. It was because I came in after Kenny Aronoff, who was. Uh John Mellencamp's drummer. He's played he's played for everybody. He's played for everybody, yeah. But he is the hardest hitting drummer in rock. Really? And he's a big muscle bound dude. And, he has and, his and ball here i and on this bus- and sunglasses, yeah. that guy, yeah. Yeah. So I came in, I was this little skinny kid, and I had to play at that velocity and volume and for an hour and a half every night.
0: Did they tell you to, or you felt you had to? No, they
1: told me to. Um, and I grew into it after a couple months. But at first, it was a struggle. I'd never had a gig like that where I really, really had to change everything I did. Normally, when people hired me, it was they hired me to do my thing. Yeah. Um, and then, after a couple months, I was able to do that and make it my own.
0: Okay. Was Kenny Aronoff with them since the beginning?
1: No. He... He was a guy that they would call in to do sessions. Okay. He was in the eighties ni- and nineties. He was, <coughs> excuse me, he was on everybody's records. Yeah, he's played with everybody. And when you the Kennedy Center Honors, or he's the guy when you turn on TV, he's the one backing up everybody yeah. at these concerts because he's a great reader and and he can just adapt quickly. But. Um, at that time, he was touring with the Bodines, and then he went off to do John Fogarty or something. Okay. And then I stepped in.
0: Um,
1: and you recorded a couple records with the Bodines? Did a couple records with them.
0: Was it Indigo Dreams and Still?
1: Yep. Yep. And uh, a live record that Kenny and I both played on. We did dual drums.
0: You had two drummers going? Yeah.
1: How do they do that? Like when the
0: Allman Brothers and those guys have two drum kits going? <laughs>
1: There's varying degrees of success, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Some people can do it. Sometimes it's a nightmare.
0: Like, how do you know who takes the fills or stuff?
1: Um, Well, Kenny and I, we only did two shows. We were at the Fox Theater in Boulder, and they just cut it live. One would be on the click track, and that would be the the drummer, and the other one would be, like, more the percussionist and going Mm -hmm. off and doing stuff. So we would trade off all night. Oh, that's super cool. We
0: when you were doing these recording these albums with the Bodines, were you ever around like their songwriting process or anything like that?
1: No, they, they. I think that they didn't write together either. They each came in with songs.
0: Yeah, what were some of your overall favorite ones to play? Oh, because their um, main record, like their big hit one, I think was that "Love, Sugar, Sex, Magic" one.
1: Um, 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 hope, love, sex, and dreams. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, from the Stone love, song. Love, Hope, and Sex and Dreams, yep. Yeah. From, the from Stone, Shattered. From Shattered, off the yeah. Some Girls record. That was yeah. the first record.
0: Love and hope and sexy dreams Are <laughs> still surviving on the streets And look at me I'm the tatters
1: I'm in shattered Shattered And
0: so alarming My love is never
1: Yeah, um, yeah Runaway from that um, Fade Away um,
0: the one where the singer was doing the solo I think you are doing uh, uh. Good Things Good Things yeah
1: that was a big crowd sing along every night
0: yeah I yeah. cover that song every night too
1: yeah it's a fun one to play
0: yeah another big artist that I'm a big fan of that you started working with was uh, Brian Setzer as of late for the last number of years yeah how did you get that show that's like uh, is, he has a big rock that's an iconic oh. household rock and roll name there man <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a a great one. Well, I'll tell you, my first concert was the Stray Cats. Really? In 6th grade. So, here I am. My son was in kindergarten at the time, and we would just gone to parent-teacher conferences, <laughs> and I get a phone call, "Hey, do you want to come record with Brian Setzer?" Yeah, I I would. So, I left dinner and went straight over, and there he was with his, you know, his pomp He was playing a vibraphone, just kind of messing around down the basement. And I immediately liked him, played me the song, and I went in and cut it. And he burst into the room. He's like, where have you been all my life? (laughs) And, uh, And it was just supposed to be demos, but I got a call the next day. And the next day, we just kept going back and recording. And it ended up being the record. Wow. And it was great. And... He had a, Was that song from
0: Lonely Avenue? Yeah. Okay.
1: And he had another drummer at the time, so I didn't think anything of it. But a few years later, they called and said, hey, we're going to do this rockabilly tour. Would you like to do it? And it's going to be um, the drummer from the Stray Cats and a different bass player and Brian, and then Brian's going to do a set. So, and they're going to call it the Rockabilly Riot. And yep. we, we toured all over the world and it was basically a Brian Setzer show and a Stray Cats show all yeah. in one and it was a blast and we we went everywhere so when you're touring yeah. with somebody like like Brian Setzer do
0: you become friends with him yes. do you like go cruise around and go to McDonald's in the morning with him? or like how, like how how does that all work
1: um he's a really great guy to work for but i'm after playing this long and backing people up i'm always a little careful cuz they're your boss, um, so I, I try to give them their space. You don't want to call them up and, but it, yeah, if, if he and I are out at at dinner, we have a great time. But I like to give them their space too. Yeah. But he's, I really like him a lot. Not to blow his cool, but he's a good guy.
0: And he lives in the Twin Cities nowadays, doesn't mm-hmm. he? So in the recording studio. Um, he would just like like you'd hear his click track original or his acoustic version, and you'd lay it down. Or how was the recording process like working with him?
1: Um Well, that one was just gonna be a demo, so it was our he he had laid down this guitar, and we just but it, it happened to work. Normally, we track together. Okay, um, that was unusual that one, but yeah, we're, we're always in the room together. He likes that energy, that live energy.
0: Yeah. So, have you ever, ever gone on a world tour like that to Japan and and done all that stuff? No,
1: I mean I'd done some dates in Europe before and things like that, but never Europe. I mean, never uh, Japan and, and Australia and Wow, and rockabilly over there is it's a trip. They, they love their rockabilly.
0: That's crazy. So yeah. it was two different bands. It was like it was you would call the Brian Setcher Orga. It was called Rockabilly Riot. Rockabilly Riot,
1: and then. Um, because I'm not a music reader, they weren't going to hire me to do the big band, but they had some problems and they needed a drummer to do a Japanese tour. And they auditioned me and, and I memorized everything. I didn't read it down and passed the audition and I've been with the big band ever since. It was five years ago now.
0: Wow. Yeah. What's some of your favorite ones to do? Favorite songs to play with the big band. Oh, man. You got uh, the big Christmas tour too, don't you? Yep,
1: we do the Christmas tour. Uh, yeah, there's this, they do a great version of Rock This Town. The big band version of it is this crazy chart, and it's, man, it's swinging like Satan's dick. <laughs> Pretty great.
0: Um, I was actually listening because you played on Setzer Goes Instrumental, right? Yep. That one too. Mm-hmm. And then the Rockabilly Riot from 2014. And a lot of there's a lot of cover songs. Those are like old kind of cowboy songs in there too. Yep. Yep.
1: Um, oh, on, on Rockabilly Riot. Um, yeah, that one, that was all original.
0: It's the one uh, Rocket, there's one that says Rockabilly Riot original, then there's one with a bunch of live stuff on it. Yes,
1: that was life, Live from the Planet. Okay. that was that first tour I did with him. Okay. So yeah, there's you know, Great Balls of Fire I think comes out and Folsom Prison. We do that with Folsom, him all the yeah. time.
0: What was that one I really liked? Sort of. it was the first track off there is an like old cowboy song. Blue Moon of Kentucky Keep On Show. Oh
1: yeah, we do yeah, we do an instrumental version of that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite he ones. He kills guys did. it. Oh he kills that one every night. Just him with an echoplex, you know, like an echo box, and an amp. That's it.
0: So he's one of those bosses where he blows your mind, like, just...
1: Every night. Every night is better than the last. And oh. it's, it's freaky. It's, and I always tell people it's like being shot out of a cannon every night. Just the adrenaline, and it's just, it's, it's amazing. So
0: when you're touring with Brian Setzer in Japan and all this stuff, do you guys go by bus or travel separately?
1: Um, in the States, we're in a bus. In Europe, we're in a bus. In Japan, it's all um, bullet train. It's, it's kind of a crazy way to travel, but you, you kind of have a minder there, and they, they get you to the train station, get you on this crazy bullet train. Then you're in the next town almost right away. And your your suitcases leave the night before and meet you there. Wow! And then in Australia, you pretty much have to fly everywhere because everything's so far apart.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah. when you're on the bus with Brian Setzer, does like
1: what do you guys listen to or what he's, movies do you he's watch? on a uh, he's on a different bus. Oh, he's <laughs> the the boss gets to do that, you know. <laughs> but well, it depends with the. With the rockabilly tour there's only, it's only a four piece band Okay. with the big band, there's four buses and two semis and uh, <laughs> yeah, so you gotta spread it out
0: that's a lot that sounds expensive
1: yeah, I don't know how he does it, but he does it, and the the crowds are coming, so it's obviously worth his while
0: yeah. Um, and you guys just did a TV show on Access TV, Film the Japan, for the Rockabilly Riot 2, didn't you? Yeah. That just came out. Yep. How was that
1: show? That was fun. We recorded that in Osaka, because that would be, what would that, be? It, it's the rowdiest Japanese city there is. Yeah. The Japanese crowds are great, but they can be a little subdued sometimes. Osaka is like, you know, just crazy, and it's perfect for a concert film.
0: yeah. Have you seen it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool. So, yeah. what's one of your favorite sets or ones I can maybe tag at the end of here off one of his solo records?
1: Um, you know, This Cat's on a Hot Tin Roof is pretty great. I
0: just saw that. This Cat's on a Hot Tin Roof. What's yeah. the story about you working or learning that song or recording yeah, he,
1: that? Oh, I didn't record that one. Um, we just played it live every night. Um, God, it's just a. Great swing and tune that yeah. I love to play every night. Um,
0: does he ever get sick of his classics? Do you get sick of playing those classics like Rock This Town? And- he
1: does. Man, I'll tell you what. I, well, I got right now. Every night when that, the opening chords of that, my, the hairs on my arms stand up. I get the chills every night. That's the one song. I don't know why. But when, when we hit that, it's like, oh, my God, my childhood dreams are coming true. You know, and I'm singing backups and playing, and you know, it's it's a thrill. It's a great song, you know. And he's not sick of it. I I have played with people that hate their hits.
0: Yeah, that's not good though.
1: No, not at all. Especially and,
0: if, yeah, if you're paying for buses and all kinds of stuff, you better like them hits. Yeah,
1: I mean, if Brian doesn't like them, he sure hasn't said anything, and uh, he sure doesn't show it. Wow.
0: That's great. Mr. Noel Levy, thanks for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh yeah, look up Noah. Oh, Noah, how does people check out a show or some of the bands you're into or whatever?
1: Oh boy. Um
0: I, He's, I never asked you about Mandy Moore. How was that? Was, I mean Never met her. Never met her. Mason Jennings worked with him. Martin Zeller. Golden Smog. Do you know Tweety and those guys? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: I did I toured with them for about a year. Um I was young. They were all kind of established rock stars, and I was this kid that they hired to play drums, and it was fun.
0: It was Tweety and uh, Gary Lewis, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Dan Murphy from Soul Asylum. Wow. Yeah.
0: Uh, my favorite song of theirs is uh, uh, Till You Came Along. <laughs> With my friends I used to
1: Yep, that was on the record after me that was Jody Stevens Okay. Uh, yeah I did that and that was kind of my first bigger gig where we were doing television and playing big rooms and it was, wow it
0: was... yeah Noah's an interesting guy do you got a website or something people can look up your things or... I
1: don't I don't I plan too soon actually
0: okay I'll right, be looking for Noah on tour with Brian Setzer and everybody else and thanks Noah for being on the show I really appreciate it thanks for having me Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you enjoy the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places, podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store, or do some digging on iTunes, and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some. Live music somewhere, it could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short, go have some fun. Till next time. Well,
1: this cat's on a hot tin roof, drinking that whiskey, nine to proof Don't need no doctor, don't feel no pain. My legs just two steps ahead of my brain. This cat. On a hot tin roof, this cat. He gonna shake it loose. This cat. don't get the blues. This cat. Shake it on a hot tin roof. on a hot It's on a hot tin roof, jumping up and down like a long neck goose. Shimmy, shake baby, you can't fail. You rock so hard that it's off of the scale. This cat is on a hot tin roof. This cat is going to shake it loose. This cat, don't get the blues. Cause this cat shaking on a hot tin roof. This cat is on a hot tin roof. This cat going to shake it loose. This cat, don't get the blues. This cat shaking on a hot tin roof.